1: Welcome to the Deer Pats Nation podcast with Ray Rout. My name is Ray Rout, and this is my podcast. Make sure you head on over to DeanBlundell.com. We are members of that podcast network over there. You can find all of our content, my content, what I write, what I do. Uh, You can also find all the other creators over at DeanBlundell.com. Check out my website, RayRout.com. Stay up to date with everything that I'm doing over there. Check out our merch store. Get yourself a hoodie, a t-shirt, a MAC Effin Jones t shirt, but we use the full word. Go check it over there, rayroute.com, R A Y R A U T H dot com. Go and download the halftime app. It's like a mixture of Reddit and Twitter for sports fans without the toxicity. If you're looking for a place to go have a real sports conversation, I know we pitch our Discord uh, channel or whatever all the time, but it's very toxic over there. Head on over to the halftime app, they weigh out the toxic. And make sure you go download the newsbreak app or go to newsbreak.com, look up Ray Route, find all of the uh, content I'm doing over there, micro content they call it. And uh, go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dpn sports. And uh, you'll get for five bucks a month, you get your questions and answers, your questions and comments answered on every podcast. You get the live video version, the live video version. At 8.30ish p.m. Eastern Time. Monday through Thursday for the Deer Nation Podcast. Plus, almost every Friday night. Not this Friday, but most Fridays. We do the Patreon Hangout. You also get other perks, like being a part of the uh, Patreon Fantasy Draft. We're also going to be hosting our uh, draft party in December. and uh, Or not December. In two weeks. April 28th. And uh, the Patreon members will be invited to come hang out. Watch the draft with us. And... Uh, <coughs> Just enjoy it. Uh, So, here's what we're going to talk about tonight. Fantasy football has given uh, a lot of fantasy owners degrees in sports injuries. And uh, when you're trying to decide who to select in the first round, how much weight does a guy's injury history have on that decision? Uh, We are just a couple of weeks away from the NFL draft, and unlike most years, there doesn't seem to be a lot of buzz ...around the quarterbacks in this year's draft... ...outside of long shots... um, ...and... ...or sorry, yeah, outside of uh, uh, long shots... ...and outside of hand measurements... ...this has clearly been a two-dog fight... ...between Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett... ...which one of those will be selected first? Let's go plain and simple... ...New England Patriots' Damian Harris... ...could be the most underrated running back in the NFL... ...and listen... It just seems obvious, at least to me, that the Buffalo Bills are going to successfully defend their AFC East crown. However, Miami Dolphins have made some offensive moves uh, to complement their underrated defense, and they could become a little bit of a pain in the ass for the Buffalo Bills. And uh, when do you draft a tight end in your fantasy pool, right? That's probably the most complicated fantasy football question out there. What type of league are you in? Do you have a super flex position where you can flex a couple of tight ends? Are you in a PPR? That is a point per reception league or non PPR league. All of those things need to be taken into consideration before you start selecting a tight end. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on the Dear Pat Station podcast. With that being said, let's bring in our boy, the co-host, the producer, the man, the man who makes nothing to be here, producer Mike what's up what's going down son great introduction i'm glad to make nothing to be here you're always looking for for the ducats always want more
2: zeros from me it's all i ever hear always I'm... every every week guys when he does I... add a number in front of those zeros elon musk better watch out i'm the one who's going to be buying twitter crazy eh i know it's dude you imagine having that kind of money that you can just have
1: a temper tantrum oh yeah you're not gonna let me on your board Here's how much I'm gonna pay you for it.
2: Yeah. It's gonna be uh interesting to see if he follows through with it too.
1: Oh, I think I think it's absolutely amazing though. I love it. Oh, I think it's awesome. Oh, I think he's gonna follow through, dude. This this dude just offered like forty three million dollars or forty three billion, billion dollars yeah. for Twitter.
2: Yeah, I love I it. I would
1: have sold it, I would have sold
2: it like in five minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely abso- freaking lutely like just your those... hands of that cesspool and just poof, see you later well we're gonna think about it what what the what are you thinking about Oh, go you like in, in the guy who's the guy that owns the majority of it the guy that founded it either way like dude go live oh, on okay. an island like stop policing a cesspool like go buy a real pool yeah i'm sure he i'm sure he has a real pool
1: yeah it's gotten it's gotten very political though yes yes it's it gotten has.
2: very trump talk Ugh, everything does Everything falls back on politics, unfortunately, in today's society. All right, so today we're going to be talking about who you're voting for. That was a quick um, shift, yes. (laughs) Who are you voting
1: for? (laughs) Uh, Listen, Dalvin Cook, Minnesota Vikings running back, uh, in my opinion, could be the best running back in the NFL. Could be the next Adrian Peterson happening to still play with the Minnesota Vikings. Could be the most electric dominating player in the league. However... He can never play an entire season. Now, what did surprise me is, Michael, Mm -hmm. I'll put this off the hop. Outside of his rookie season in 2017, he's not missed the significant amount of games that I thought he had. He still missed a lot, but I was just looking at his stats, and I was a little bit like, oh, okay. But before Mm -hmm. I give you those numbers, Dalvin Cook is the fourth-rated fantasy player not fourth-rated running back, fourth-rated fantasy player, so overall, which means Um, if you have the fourth overall pick, the book says you should be drafting Dalvin Cook. Okay. Fair enough. Would you take him?
2: No, not at fourth overall, I wouldn't. I think we've outlined over the last two days, there's there's some other people, there's some other running backs I would probably take, some, some... I don't want to say less injury prone, but because I think and I think it has to do with how many carries he gets there, you know, and some other other things probably behind that offensive line. That's not the best probably has to do with some of the reason that he gets hurt. I would probably look more towards, uh, you know, some of the people that we've talked about the Colts, Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. Sorry. Uh, That's what I meant. I would look at Derek Henry. Take the whole team. I'm just going to take the yeah. I'm just taking the Colts. That that, that's that's to atone last night, Colts fans for crapping on you. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Who? uh, Oh, I would even look at taking, and I'm not going to actually. I'll save this, but not fourth overall. Um. There's some other running backs that I think might have just as much value this year. I don't know if I would take them at fourth, but probably not. Looking at Dalvin Cook, I'll be I'll be honest with you. There's some pass catching backs that I'd be looking at and. Uh, we might we might talk about it later and you know you brought it up like i keep saying i like to steal tight ends early and often so um what are you holding back are you
1: gonna i was gonna gonna, gonna wait Hold, hold on hold on hold on okay like you're sitting there, you're like, no, I wouldn't take him. There's other options. Like, I would. Oh, no, I'm going to hold back on that. Like, as if we're some, like, suspense
2: show that we're just going to tease it for weeks. All right, Mike. So...
1: Mike's holding back, but we're not going to tell you until September. Yeah, we're Find not out telling September that, what Mike's this holding is for, back.
2: This is for my fantasy draft. I'm not telling you guys. No, listen, I was going to say, even Devonta Foreman, like, he looked as impressive to me as Derrick Henry last year. I'm not, but, again, the more I thought about it, at four, I'm not taking him because Derrick Henry is still going to get that amount of carries on that team to be the guy. So I don't think I, I, I would obviously take Dal- Dalvin cook before I took a number two running back on a team. So
1: do you want me to list you the quarterbacks ahead of the Foreman?
2: The, qu- you mean the, the running backs? The running backs I mean, yeah. so, so me I'll, I'll no, I'll, no, 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 no. All right. All right. You want to list them? no Cause I was gonna... All right, Cause it's ahead.
1: not that. It's not that much.
2: Okay, fair enough. It's a lot.
1: It's a lot less than you think. You okay. Ready? Yep. Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Nick Chubb, Javante Williams, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift, Leonard Fournette, James Connor. Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, A.J. Dillon, Clyde Edward Holaire, Rashad Pe- uh, Penny, Michael okay. Carter, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers, Melvin Gordon, Tony Pollard, James oh, Robinson, gold. Chase Edmonds, Ramondre Stevenson, Chris Carson, Cordero Patterson, Ronald Jones, Daryl Henderson Jr., Raheem Mozart, Sony Michelle. Alexander Madison, Jamal Williams, JD McIsaac, Trey Sermon, <laughs> Darrell Williams, uh, Juba Hubbard, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Naheem Himes, Miles Gaskins, Gus Edward, Boston Scott, Zach Moss, Justin Jackson. I Deontay, you a
2: value pick. Number
1: 56, a- Deontay Foreman.
2: That Like, the fact that CP was that far down on that list and he'd be, like, one of the guys that I would consider taking so much higher than most people realize, especially because he's going to be one of the only guys on the Falcons this year. The The list is just... And where was Kareem Hunt? Did you say... Uh,
1: yeah, Kareem Hunt, he was on that. Okay. Yeah, They're... see, the, the problem with Cordell Patterson, 618 rushing yards last year. 548 and that was as as a full-time player yeah you know what i mean that is a late round that's a late round player and he's a and he's to me he's a flex guy that you put in when you got guys on a bye
2: week right yeah i i wasn't saying that i would take him that high i would just i he was further down the list than i thought he'd be well listen Um, there was only 55 running backs ahead of of, uh only four listen
1: when i decided to do that list i didn't even know where he was you were that just was, like i'm gonna that, go until i hit him basically and that's why i had to keep going and that's why i was going i was like oh my god is he even on the list
2: yeah I, I mean we talked about it i would even take like a joe mixon hell who did i should have the list up in front of me i'm bad at lists. sorry but
1: joe mixon Najee harris nick chubb javante williams alvin kamara you would take them ahead of delvin Cook? Yeah, I
2: I probably wouldn't. Would you take, Devontae, Christian, well, would you take
1: a... Christian McCaffrey ahead of Dalvin Cook?
2: Assuming that they're both probably going to get injured, I think the high on Christian McCaffrey would probably be better. So, yeah, I wouldn't.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you this, though. When it comes to significant time, Christian oh, yeah, McCaffrey Christian...
2: is way worse
1: off. So yeah. you're going to have him for like four or five weeks. You'd still have
2: Dalvin Cook for 13 to 14 weeks. That's all right. Then I'll make some value trade with Francisco and still get a decent trade after a couple years.
1: Yeah, you can't assume that that's just going to happen this year. (laughs) I mean, I added the when do you draft tight ends for you because I want to hear about how you're going to draft seven tight ends in the draft and can't figure out why you came in second last.
2: Listen, my plan didn't work out last year because I didn't know I couldn't flex tight ends, and then they both got hurt. And uh, then you traded one of the good ones away. Yeah, I traded the wrong one away.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, cause... and again, we're going to get into the tight ends later on. We'll get into your mishaps with with tight ends in, in, in fantasy draft. Because, like, for me, there's like three, four guys that, that you take yeah. early. And you might take them all. Who knows? Like, mm-hmm. you might just give up on running backs and receivers and quarterbacks and just play tight ends. Yeah, that that's what I would do. <clears throat> fuck, fuck it. You know, I think one of the issues is is you take a guy like no, we'll wait till we get to the tight ends. We'll wait till we get to the tight ends. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, I'm still taking Alvin Cook in the first
2: round. To be real with you, okay. I mean, it's not unfair. I I think I just value running backs in fantasy different than most people, and probably incorrectly. To be fair, it's not probably. No, probably.
1: No, it's not probably. It is incorrect.
2: <laughs> no, it's, no. It's... The
1: most valuable position in fantasy is running back.
2: No, I no. You get a you get a stable. What do you mean a... no? No. What you do you get... mean no? You carry you carry the Belichick philosophy into fantasy. You get eighteen c level guys that you trade throughout the season, and you just keep going.
1: So you know how I'm a three time fantasy champion. Yes. All because of my running backs. Can you can you teach me? I have normally three running backs on my team. That are, like normally three running backs starting.
2: So that's now, your flex. What's that? That's your flex then.
1: Yeah, I always flex a running back. Okay. Because think about it. Do you know who my flex was last year? Jonathan Taylor was my flex. Didn't work out that well for you. No, 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 no. I, I'm telling you, dude. Like, I can't stress it. Let us know in the comments. I need to know. Well, anybody I took plays, all
2: of the Colts this year, so you can't have Jonathan Taylor again. Anybody
1: so who plays fantasy, what's the most valuable position in fantasy?
2: Kicker. Ask Connor.
1: No, I'm going to tell you right now. Here's the here's the, so we have the 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 most valuable players right now. Right. Mm-hmm. The first ten, twelve. Oh, hold on! I'm in the wrong thing. Give me yep. a sec here. in the top ten players in the league for fantasy
2: mm-hmm.
1: nine of the ten are are running backs okay and the top nine are running backs the first receiver is cooper cup from a value perspective
2: yeah which again insane amount of catches and yards so if you're in a PPR league especially yeah yeah
1: but um, what I'm saying is, is you know who else has an insane amount of catches and runs when he's healthy, Christian McCaffrey, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt's another guy. But Kareem Hunt platoons. I don't. I'm not yeah, big on platoon guys. No. But, but you know what I'll take. What I'll take. I'll take 42 receptions and 1200 rushing yards from Joe Mixon. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like Hell. that's the thing. Like that, you're you're not going to get a receiver that's going to give you that kind of production.
2: No, no. And th- and that's that's the thing. Again, if you're just going off catches and then yards, yeah, the running backs are more likely to get over a thousand yards and then have a you know, X amount of catches.
1: I should put out there though that Nick Chubb is the eighth ranked player according to fantasy Bros, which we're using today.
2: Okay. And, and he
1: had twenty catches last year. He had twelve hundred yards. And then uh... I want to see Dalvin Cook. What did Dalvin Cook have? Dalvin Cook had 34 receptions, 11.59 last season in 13 games. The year before, played 14 games. He had 44 catches, 1,500 rushing yards. The year before that, 14 games, 53 receptions, 1,100 rushing yards. If that dude plays 17 games, yeah, it's crazy. You're winning. You're yeah. winning. You're winning. And you value tight ends over running backs.
2: I love tight ends. Oh, my God. I don't value them over. There's a strategy there. It just didn't work out last year. Listen, you're gonna see, you're gonna see tight end strategy 2.0 this year. Hopefully, I don't trade away the wrong tight end again. Is this like your three year plan? Um, no. It's gonna be much more success successful. We're draft, we're drafting three year plan 2.0. By the way, much it, it's gonna be amazing. Ray's just sitting in silence because he doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know
1: what to even say anymore. All right, let's move on. You requested yesterday that we talked about the NFL draft a little bit. A tiny bit. Yeah. I'm going to tell people something. And it's the same thing I told Michael last night. The reason that we have not focused on the draft, I know we've talked a little bit about some Patriots draft stuff, and I know that a lot of that comes from the Patreon questions, but the Mm -hmm. reason that it hasn't been a strong topic is because every publication, every podcast, everybody on Twitter is writing, talking, singing, smoke signaling about the NFL draft.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I want it to be different. Number two, I think I proved without a shadow of a doubt last season that outside of Alabama football and Ohio State football, I know fuck all about college football. Fair enough. I'm going to admit something to the podcast right now that I admitted to Mike last night. I have been through the roof high on Andrew Booth Jr., I want the Patriots to take Andrew Booth Jr. in the first round. Every time someone's like, hey, who should the Patriots take first? I'm like, Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback.
2: Clemson. Do
1: you want to know why I want Andrew Booth Jr.? Because he's the only cornerback I did any research on. He was only one of four college players that I did any research on. The other ones... We're all second and third round players. So anytime someone's like, how should the Patriots use their first round pick? I'm like, bro, Andrew Boo Jr. What if he's not there? Trade out.
2: (laughs) This is actually Bill Belichick's strategy, But by the way. I'm pretty sure he researches about two guys in each round every year. If they're not there isn't it, isn't the, it the
1: rumor that in 2020 as soon as justin jefferson was taken off the board he just said okay trade out yep it's not a rumor there's a video
2: of it oh it's confirmed yeah yeah no there's there's a video of him take that video out later like the I'll link see, I'll, I'll see if i can find it i okay. actually think uh, it's on patriots.com because uh, i want to um, watch it i want to watch yeah. it
1: so what he did he said okay jefferson's gone trade out
2: yeah as soon as the vikings uh jumped up in front of them he, they said okay jefferson's gone make the trade Oh. oh, so they already had it lined up. Yeah. Yep. Who who did they
1: trade with? Uh, the Chargers. That's right. Yep. All right. So anyways, draft. Looking at some quarterback props. Now, this might actually be a value bet for you. Because you believe that Kenny Pickett is going to be the first quarterback selected in the NFL draft, correct? I do. Did I say Dra- that? You did. I did. DraftKings Sportsbook has Malik Willis as the first to go and it's not even close. Willis is a minus 175. That I means it's going to cost you 175 bucks or it's going to cost you yeah, 175 bucks to win 100. Okay. Um they got Kenny Pickett at plus 130. So like it's they've got Willis as the pretty much the lock to be taken the first round. So if you believe Kenny Pickett's going to be the first quarterback taken off the board, I mean, laying some money down on plus 130 is actually a lot of value because it, it's
2: yeah, it's not right bad. now. They
1: look like it's going to be Malik Willis, but you've done more research on these two guys. You know the more. I'm actually going to turn this over to you, Mister. I want to talk about the draft Um, because I didn't. I did none today. Just so you know, I picked the subject and then dropped sure. it off. Sure. Uh, are you taking Kenny Pickett at plus one thirty, or do you think Malik Willis could go first?
2: No, I, I honestly think Kenny Pickett's going to go first, and it it it's based on really one article I read and then did did some digging behind it is. Matt Rule recruited him while he was at, uh, I believe, Temple. And uh, I think he ended up going someplace else. But Matt Rule, um has done a lot of research on him. I think he's a really underrated prospect. And the Carolina Panthers have the sixth, pi- sixth pick in the draft. Now, they need a quarterback. I understand most people are like, oh, they could trade out of that and get Kenny Pickett, no problem. Listen, we saw... Sorry, my mic's a little close to my face now hold on though I
1: got one before you before you go there I got a question to ask you sure I just watched an interview I think it was this week with Sam Darnold and he said that he's a great quarterback so why is Carolina looking for a quarterback they have Sam Darnold he said it just ask him he's a great quarterback he'll tell you
2: and by the way I meant to say Baylor not Temple for uh, Matt Rule. Oh, yeah, um, I
1: caught, I caught that.
2: Yeah. Well, somebody's going to catch that and flame me. You know you know it. So, I do have to correct myself. Listen, Sam Darnold's not the future there. I'm sorry. Even if even if
1: he's a he say he told us he's a great quarterback. Sam it came out of Sam Darnold's mouth. How can you not think he's a great quarterback? If Sam Darnold tells us that Sam Darnold's a great quarterback, how do we not believe
2: that? Well, you know we can use another Carolina quarterback as an example. Who thinks he? Well, should be Cam
1: studying. Newton. Cam Newton's looking for a competitor. I yeah, mean, he... he's looking for a team that has a chance to win a Super Bowl and where he has a chance to compete for the starting role. I mean, there's the, the teams are just. I think listen, I think he could he should he could compete with Patrick Mahomes. Listen, I mean, say, I think he could
2: beat out Josh Allen. Sam Darnold's going to be competing on Ghostbusters next season. He's going to be going after those ghosts
1: okay so go ahead sorry kenny pickett he's going first baylor matt rule likes him they could trade out they could get him in the fifth round but they're going to take him with the sixth overall explain
2: yeah i just think listen you know you you saw what mistakes i think were made last year you saw teams like the falcons and probably let's be honest the broncos pass on quarterbacks for other skilled position players and but let's be honest the quarterback is the key to your franchise and what has Carolina been the last couple years they've been completely dysfunctional without a quarterback
1: couldn't you make the argument
2: though that
1: all right if you don't get your quarterback you want in the draft you can just go trade for him a la denver
2: i mean are quarterbacks like that available very often apparently they are matt stafford was on the mood last year Russell Wilson
1: this year, Marcus Mariota. I mean, who thought he was going to that, be that That's true.
2: Cream of, the, cream of the crop right there. What if Mitchell Trubisky has success in Pittsburgh? I mean, good for him. I, but what I was, I'm
1: saying is quarterback movement seems to be a thing. Oh, by the way, too,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Kyler Murray is looking for like $40 million a year. Yeah, did you hear that today? That And that there's going to be a drama deadline. show. Yeah, And there's going to be a deadline of the draft. You know what? You don't think Carolina would dump a first-round pick and give him $40 million?
2: I honestly don't know with Kyler Murray. I know you're a fan of him. I'm not. Um... But here's what I'm saying. If you're Carolina, let me put this on the table. You're Carolina. Yep.
1: If if Arizona gets pinched mm-hmm. where they need to move on from him. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. You get to the draft. The sixth overall pick could be enough to land Kyler Murray. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Do you use the sixth overall pick to take Kenny Pickett, or do you take the sixth overall pick and trade for Kyler Murray?
2: I mean, yeah, that's that's a that's a tough choice there. I guess it depends on your evaluation of the player, right? uh la Trey Lance. Everybody kind of had him as a bottom of the first round. Pick kind of guy last year when we were talking about him we thought he would fall to the Patriots no problem and then all of a sudden you know last second San Francisco's trading three first round draft picks for him so So, I mean
1: it's weird because we've seen a couple of different things from different teams right right you saw you saw San Francisco sell the farm for a guy that they probably could have got they could have traded to the 10th or 11th pick and not given up three first round picks to get their guy but they trade all the way up the ladder and i still think they made that trade to get mac jones to be real with you and then Absolutely, fell in love yep. with trey lance
2: mm-hmm.
1: you could have sat at 15 like belichick and got mac jones and then you got a team like denver that was like nah we'll pass and yeah. we'll just trade picks next year and we'll bring in russell wilson
2: yeah tom I just... brady's
1: gonna be a free agent next
2: year by the way ooh, that's true does he does he screw the bucks and go to Carolina? He likes to do interdivisional things, I hear.
1: I think he's gonna oh, we upset people last night, by the way.
2: Oh, I'm sure we did, but you know, I what? don't know I if don't.
1: you read the comments, but yeah, we got we got just Roasted. you more than me. Because the what they were quoting was your quotes, not you were madder than I was. I re-listened to it today and you were like furious, and I was just like I was holding back too. <laughs> I was like, I just sounded like like you would go on this like big long run, and I was like, would Patriot fans still cheer for him? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck him! <laughs> Outside, burning the couch. All right, so are you gonna are you gonna put money on Kenny Pickett? If sure, I said right some, now,
2: I'll put some money down on that. How much would you put down on Kenny Pickett? Plus one thirty. Plus one thirty. I put two hundred bucks.
1: Woo I knew you had more money than me. That's why I don't pay you damn right cuz i always say bet the money you can afford to lose
2: yeah i i have some money stashed away for for bets like that he has gambling so, money mike has my...
1: gambling money you need gambling money if you're going to be a like a professional sports better and fantasy player you got to have gambling money it's got to be put aside it's got to be a part of your daily oh, weekly play uh, wait,
2: wait i'm sorry we're not supposed to actually say that we're gambling money we have to be like Shannon Sharp and uh uh Skip Bayless and say we're betting mountain dew why I don't know why they do that it's so weird. It's freaking weird
1: I was spawn I had a I had a DraftKings sponsorship this year.
2: actually you know what we could
1: say and actually betting? I just put out a PSA and said only gamble the money that you 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 have to lose you so, know what
2: we could bet we could bet coffee that could be our bet
1: coffee Colombian beans
2: yes roasted. Dark roast. Yes, sir. Dark Dark roast. roast. Wicked Dak.
1: We're going to get tapped by the CIA because they're going to think we're talking in code and they're going to be like, oh, he's moving the coffee. He's moving the coffee. He's moving the coffee. (laughs) Why the fuck are they talking about football and coffee? What the hell? Um, Oh my God. Guys, head on over to patreon.com slash DPN sports. Five bucks a month. You can be like Alex who drops a question in the Patreon and gets it answered on the or yeah, you could when Alex did it two days ago, but you could also be like Brian who dropped it today. Uh, Brian Lynch says, happy 70th birthday to the GOAT,
2: coach. Yeah. Happy birthday, Bill Belichick. It's his birthday. It is. What do you think Bill does on his birthday? I think he gets laid, to be real with you. Hell yeah. Wow, you got
1: really excited there.
2: Well, good for him. He's 70. What do you think he does? He probably puts on all, all his rings and just pops stares Vi- at him. Pops a Viagra and goes. Yeah. She's like, do you like All that? All the time, he's just looking at his hand, like, "Yeah, me, I'm awesome." They finish up. She's like, "That was amazing." He's like,
1: "Yeah, got to play uh, harder, coach better." Yep, that's him. Lots to improve on. Yeah, good to. She's got. What's it like in bed with your wife, Bill? Uh, she's got good technique. Um, <laughs> yeah. Needs to work a little bit on her handwork.
2: Uh, the reason not, I'm laughing so hard is not because... not
1: fond on the feet. Just. Yeah. Uh,
2: I can see him doing that totally a little yeah. bit a little bit rough and uh, what do what do you what do you what position do you like I'm I'm not big on titles I'm not big on titles <laughs> um,
1: missionary doggy style I mean it's all good it's all fun Halloween yeah. and candy I mean costumes and candy it's the you know what's not to love about it do we get kinky yeah Bill what do you and your wife doing in your spare time uh you know we go down to swingers clubs <laughs> and uh, uh you know it's uh it's okay who who's there? Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to talk about what what I do in private with with people. That's going to be between, you know, Me them man. and us. Um, you do know, you but it's you know, it... uh Bill. We saw you know you at the leather store and you were picking up some assless chaps and another thing. Well, yeah, you know, you just got to wear assless chaps sometimes. That's, you know, that's how you do it. How you prepare. Uh, you know? you got to take care of your body. You got to um, you got to you got to go all in. You know, you can't be yeah. selfish. And you got
2: to got to bathe in some milk go once in a while
1: all right um so brian's question is do you think bb has lost a few miles per hour on his fastball or will he be able to open up a super bowl window one last time so one of the big things that we were being called yesterday were bill belichick fanboys and now we've been totally put on a platter to to be bill Bill belichick fanboys
2: Uh, i'm gonna throw you under the bus today and you answer this question first sure do i think bill's lost his fastball No. No, I think he's smarter than anybody who criticizes him. I really do. Do I think he's made miscalculations because it's not a sport that you can fully accurately predict? Absolutely. Is the draft an exact science? Absolutely not. Is player injury an exact science? Are players willing to go other places for money an exact science? No. And I'm sick of hearing this narrative. You need to give. Them I management.
1: I do. I believe it is an exact science because he proved it last year. If you pay the most money, they will come.
2: Yes, but I think that's when you have the most money available. I think when you're trying to manage a salary cap that's a little bit tighter, it's a little different. Could you argue? Let me play devil's advocate
1: here. Sure. <laughs> How's it feel? You can be the asshole tonight.
2: Damn right. I've been waiting. Let's go.
1: You could argue that they're in a tight cap position because they overpaid for Nelson Aguilar. They overpaid for Jalen Mills. And that's why they're in a little bit of cap hell right now because they overpaid for guys.
2: Johnu Smith. I would, I, I would say that you need to look at the length of the contract and the duration of the contract because I think in three years from now if johnny smith does pop we're all going to forget about this that down year at the beginning and we're going to be looking at the value years at the end of the contract when you're bringing in wide receivers that are potentially making 30 million dollars a year or tight ends that are making you know 25 million dollars a year just to throw out the number if we're looking at at purely money i don't think I don't think Jalen Mills was an overpay. I don't think Matthew Judon was an overpay. In fact, I think a lot of them were value contracts. If you look at them,
1: I have heard you call Jonu Smith an overpay.
2: No, and I'm not. I'm not arguing that he's not an overpay. I'm saying that if he does pop, and we look at those next two years or those next three years of his contract, yes, he looks like an overpay right now. But, again, if he does mature with Mac Jones and the team, again, because you bring in a lot of guys in year one, they need to build chemistry. These next two years, again, we'll see. And I don't think it's a contract that they can't get out of necessarily either. Can I give a hot take? Sure. Like, this is a sizzling one. This could
1: actually simultaneously piss off the entire fan base. I think I finally figured out how to do it. Oh, boy. What if I said to you, and I've been thinking about this a lot and I haven't known how to present it sure. because it's just, it's a crazy conspiracy theory. Mm.
2: But since we're here, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Ooh, stereo.
1: What if Bill Belichick is no longer the de facto general manager of the New England Patriots? Who do you think it is? What if there is none? What if... It's now a collaboration,
2: and Robert Kraft oversees the collaboration. I mean that very well could be they don't want to admit in public that Bill is giving up some power because it does make him look like he's losing his fastball when in actuality they may just want him to focus more on actual football operations and he just kind of gives his his regular input on draft picks. So I don't I think free agents as well. I don't
1: think that you. I don't think that you completely take the power away from Belichick. He's one of the greatest ever do it, both as a general manager and as a coach. Mm -hmm. Okay. But is it done by committee now and the committee has to agree in order? Like I think football operations from a team game plan, that type of thing, that's still all Belichick. That's not a collaboration Mm -hmm. anymore. The fact that they have like two coaches under him, maybe three. You know what I mean? And one's and sorry, the Patriots have like five coaches, and one's a former player, and two's are two are his actual sons, and two are guys who wished their last name was Belichick. So that's like (laughs) their coaching staff. Um, because I'm just looking like the Chase Winovich trade for Mac Wilson, and then the signing of Jabril Peppers. Mm -hmm. Pepper. That's no peppers. It's peppers. 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 Yes. Jabril Peppers. Yes, Drew or, or Peppers is is a definite like Bill Belichick type of signing, you know, versatile and this and that. But yep. to me, the defensive philosophy is changing. They're getting smaller. Mm-hmm. They're getting guys who can get to the quarterback. They're getting guys that can be a little bit more explosive. Getting away from Bill Belichick's big, rough tumble. I'm going to argue that Bill Belichick hasn't adapted his defense in 20 years. Like you can, I, you can sit there and be like, that's Teddy Bruski That's Richard Seymour. That's Vince Wilfork. Yeah, that's I, Willie McGinnis. You know what I mean? Like, the philosophy has been exactly the same. Rodney, you know, that's Rodney Harrison, because Rodney Harrison, very versatile, right? Yeah. Playing in the box. Playman. That's Patrick Chung. That's this. That's that. I think that you could only do that. Suddenly, who's Mac Wilson? Nobody. That's brand right. new.
2: Right. Booster Bill
1: Peppers nobody maybe a little bit of lawyer lawyer malloy but i think i think a different version of lawyer and and of rodney harrison
2: yeah i mean i would argue i think bill's been shifting a little bit the last couple years but you're you're touching on something that i think a lot of people kind of blow out of proportion and it's bill belichick always seemed to be ahead of the curve when it comes to things so You know, as everybody's getting smaller, faster, Bill was always on pace with that. I would argue that they probably tried to do some things in that direction. And because you
1: and Chase Winovich and it
2: didn't work. And it just didn't work. Because is that just
1: poor talent evaluation though? Because I will say now we've only had one really good draft since. Right. However,
2: blew that draft i know they got damian harris but blew that draft oh yeah 2019 will go down as one of the worst
1: i think what jake bailey and damian harris damian harris that was it right yeah and then and then 20 I, i'm gonna say that 2020 was a better draft you got trade out of the first you got kyle duggar who's gonna kyle. be a big part oh, of oh and
2: defense. mike mike on we i'm sorry we can't forget wasn't i friends. wasn't on we 2020 i thought he was in 2019 let me look Look it up. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I
1: thought it was 2020 because I thought he did better in 2020. I know we missed on the tight ends. Mm -hmm. Tell me the
2: 2020 draft. Look that up if you can for me. Yeah, I'm I'm doing it right now and I'm almost there. So 2020 2020 draft. I'll go real quick. Kyle Duggar, Josh Uche, Anthony Jennings, who we really still haven't seen play. And I have a lot of
1: faith in Anthony Jennings.
2: I do. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Sorry. Continue. Devin Asiasi, Dalton Keene, Justin Ross, Wowser, the kicker that flamed out michael mike on we know so you were right i don't think
1: ross weiser flamed out i think that they didn't know about the racist tattoo i'm gonna be honest with you i think as soon as that tattoo came to light he was done
2: justin haran Uh which could actually be a better pick than most people realize um cass malua who was a linebacker who i don't even i think he's still on the team maybe like a practice Practice squad And Dustin, wow! They picked a lot of offensive linemen that year. And Dustin Woodward, who immediately retired upon entering training camp,
1: upon training camp, yes, (laughs) um, looked at Belichick and said, "Nope, yeah." (laughs) (laughs) I think 2020 was a decent draft. I don't think he blew 2020. No. And so you need Kyle... to start giving respect because you say that he hasn't hit a draft since, you know, 2011. Like, you give 2021. You got to give him 2020. He brought in enough players there. Well, I, I still have faith in Josh Uche. We know what Kyle Duggar is going to do. We got to see. I'm not ready to give up on Anthony Jennings. We got mm-hmm. Mike on Weenu. You know what I mean? We got Justin Huron, who regardless is going to be at least a rotation player in the offensive line that's going to be important this year. So 2020, and I think because that was the the Brady leave year, I think that's when collaboration started. I really do. And then 2021 was a bigger collaboration. And then you got Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, Ronnie Perkins, Ramondre Stevenson. We still got to see um, uh, what's his my face, a uh, Cameron McGrone to come out yep. of that draft. So Josh Bledsoe too. Yes, yes, Josh Bledsoe was he? Dra- yes, he was drafted by by the page. Sorry, yeah. So yep. anyways. Bring it all the way back because we do need to move on here. My hot take is I do not believe that Belichick is the de facto general manager anymore. I believe it's a committee, and I do believe it's supervised over by Robert Kraft. I don't think he's making decisions, but I think he's he's listening when they present the plan and is ensuring that everybody is involved in it. And we go back
2: to Mac Jones. Hey, Matt, you're okay with this? yeah right yeah and i think after that 2019 draft to your point and really 2018 like if i'm not going to list them all right now but 2018 yeah you have you had some contributors there and some of these guys are 2018 was awful 2019 was awful right when you see that and you see a guy that is maybe you know ruling too much of the roost and you basically say bill listen i'm not trying to be an awful person here and i'm really not trying to take too much away from you but you need to start you know, listening to everybody here and stop trying to reach on guys and be a superhero with your draft picks.
1: 100%. All right. Thank you very much for your comment. Patreon.com slash DPN Sports, $5 a month. um Gave you a lot, a big long answer there. We have three yeah. more subjects to get to in 20 minutes or less, about 17 minutes. So let's go quick on this one. PFF put this out today. I don't have it in front of me, but I remember it. There's only been one running back to have an 85 plus grade over the last two seasons, and that is the New England Patriots Damian Harris. Yes, uh, who on another tweet by PFF, I think they had him ranked as like the 18th best running back in the NFL. Yep. Um, you were very, very offended by that
0: right. um, take,
1: yes. and I don't think it was PFF by their analytics. I think it was one of their analysts that ranked him number 18. Is Damian Harris the most underrated running back in the National Football League?
2: Yes. And and just in general, I think a lot of the Patriots players get underrated for reasons. Can you can you expand? Well, I think some of it's bias. I think some of it's <laughs> Belichick hate. You know, I didn't want to go too, too much into it. And honestly, I think the running backs are underrated because they get platooned more than any other team in the league. Like, listen, I think Ramondre Stevenson could be the starting running back on any other team in this league. That's how how devastating he was of a runner in certain circumstances. Like,
1: yeah. You know what? Here's the weird thing, too, because we thought it was a platoon. Yep. Right. Damian Harris, like, killed everybody in snaps on the Patriots last year. Like, he was the workhorse. Uh, Dude, he's the, um, so I'm on, I I, I finally paid the subscription for Football Outsiders. I was like, we can't go any longer without having it. Dude, he was fifth in DYAR. He was third in YAR, tenth in DVOA, tenth in VDA. It's crazy. No, it, it really is. Ran the ball 202 times last year. For nine twenty
2: nine, yeah, and he was hurt for a couple of games too after he pulled his hamstring. And
1: really you know, did he only he ran nine. He didn't run nine hundred yards last year.
2: I think he may have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and he was out a good portion of games with that hamstring pull.
1: That's the only thing. I mean, when we talk about fantasy and we shit all over players who can't stay on the field, yeah, Damian he- Harris has been hurt since he got here. That's yeah. the only. Pro that's the only concern i have with damian harris let me
2: looking up his stats now i should have some yep 929 yards so he would have hit three he would have hit oh he would have, yeah if he, he wouldn't have gotten injured see this says he played 15 games i feel like he missed or they sat him one or two more than that
1: just so you know he had the third highest uh rating on on pff this year
2: okay okay who do you think was ahead of him uh running wise let's see Hmm, Jonathan Taylor obviously
1: yeah but here's the thing Damien Harris 86.6 Jonathan Taylor 87
2: okay so damn near identical Negligible. yeah the big
1: one was was a 90 run rank rating okay for Jonathan Taylor, eighty-four point seven for Damian Harris. Damian Harris, uh, better receiver, better, uh, better blocker, and, and a better run blocker too. Because they did use yeah. him as a, a fullback at times, and he is like a, he was a good run blocker. Anyways,
2: AJ Dillon of the Packers was ahead of him. With okay, eighty-six point nine. Yeah, that's, yeah but, that's not not a name who's going to crop into my mind immediately. But he is he is a, a phenomenal runner as well. So here's the group he's in. Here's the top, let me give you the top ten. I sure. love the top ten by
1: the way. Yep. Because page franchise. So Jonathan Taylor, AJ Dillon, Damian Harris, Tony Pollard. Sorry, Zeke. Cordero Patterson, number 4. There five. he is.
2: There he Aaron is.
1: Aaron Jones, number six. So two Green Bay Packers. Okay. Yeah, they have James a great, great James one. James Conner, who I still don't understand why Pittsburgh moved on from him. I know they got Najee Harris, but you could have platooned the two of them. I still don't get it. Yeah, Nick Chubb know. at number eight. Makes sense, right? The Ernest Johnson at number nine. Okay. The other Cleveland guy. Yep. Number ten, Ramondre Stevenson. Wow. Okay. Eighty one point one. So they're both at that elite level, that high performing elite level in in the in the eighties. Obviously uh, Harris, much higher. No, I totally agree. I don't think that. I think because he does platoon. You're talking about a guy who almost ran a thousand yards in a th- in a four running back platoon. Um. Yeah. Who missed time because of injury, and he gets looked at like he's just who's Nothing. this guy.
2: Yeah, and, and let's be honest, Brandon Bolden was way more productive last year than we thought he was going to be. Way more productive. Yes. So they had three productive backs last year, and they would have had four productive ba- backs had James White been there. So You know what? I'm going to tell you something right now, though.
1: I'm a little worried about Brandon Bolden being gone because yeah. he had a lot of special team snaps last yes. year, like a lot. Anyways, Buffalo Bills, minus yep. 175 to win the, the AFC East. Seems like the easiest bet in the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What about the Miami Dolphins at plus 350? Mm. That's if you're gonna gamble, because I want to I wanna point something out to you though, okay? And I actually had this all queued up. Yep. And then I had to go look up
2: other <laughs> all all stuff. Damian yeah. Harris.
1: That's... <laughs> yeah. Yep. And and I lost it. So give me a second here. Sure. And I'm gonna pull up. Tell me why you wouldn't or would put the bet on the Miami Dolphins.
2: Actually, I, I you know, I feel like I, I, and I listened to the podcast last night. Like, listen, we spent a lot of time crapping on Miami. They still have a really good roster. I don't know how much juice I would lay on that, but I might lay something because. That's Dude, I put a pretty... hundred
1: bucks on plus three fifty because yeah. I think that they could, you know what I mean? If, if Buffalo's a little bit off, right. Cause here's, let me give you the big thing. Okay. So this is football outsiders.
2: That total was just team... to win the East, right? This just to win the East. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Then. Okay. Definitely 100 bucks. No problem.
1: Because this is what I want to give you defense. They were the 10th top defense in the NFL last year in, in, the, in uh, total defense with 2.9%. Uh, okay? okay. Ninth. Mm. Offensively, 24th. Ooh. They've now brought in Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill. Mm. And I think that that's a big deal. Because we've heard that Mike, McDan- Mike McDaniel, right? We heard yep, that Mike he McDaniel. wants to use Tyreek Hill like Debo Samuel. You have mm-hmm. Jalen Waddell, which I'm going to say, if they use Tyreek Hill like Debo Samuel, I do not think that there's a wide receiver on San Francisco that equals what Jalen Waddle can equal on Miami. So you've got two elite speedsters and one guy yeah. who is so unique with an offensive coach that, granted, we have to see if he is as smart, as we people think he is, or was he a product of a great offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan? And we know that that needs to be proven. Yeah. If Tua Tango Viola can step up a little bit, you know what I mean? That's going to be the big thing. Let me look up Tua here.
2: Well, what the other talking? thing too, we've heard, um, you know, there was a quote, I believe, or either earlier this week or last week about how Tua and Mike McDaniel are encouraging each other and you know really fostering a new atmosphere so let first of all you and I kind of believe that Tua is going to take a next step I don't think it's fair of us as Patriots fans to say like well Tua's ceiling is too low listen like when the Dolphins started rolling last year the, the I'm sorry Mac Jones and Tua had virtually like the same kind of stat line so listen, um you know
1: that I'm a fan of Tua Tagavola. yep I think that the kid is totally underrated yeah i think he takes way too much hate um i think that yeah people just like so i'm looking at him here uh 2021 2600 passing yards uh not a lot missed time though again with injuries yep. so probably would have been in the higher 3000s right um 21st ranked in dvoa so like again he's not a superstar not, but yet. <laughs> not yet not yet um, you know, ranked around the 20s, twenty, twenty-one. like he wasn't at the bottom of the league. He was sort of like, you know, the the tier two quarterback or tier three quarterback. However, right. with the weapons that he has, he only has to be a tier two. It's the same thing that we say about number 10, Right. that all he has to do, get the ball to Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith and you're good.
2: You know what I, I think, mean? Like, yeah. let
1: them take care of it.
2: I said it the other night too. Like, listen, when I saw when we saw Jalen Waddle, or I saw Jalen Waddle go to the uh, the Dolphins, I was terrified. Jalen Waddle is amazingly fast, and he's a great receiver. There was a play last year; I have it like burned in my brain. Jalen Waddle was at the first down marker. It seemed like before, like as the ball was snapped, and nobody could react. No one. He was just there. He was just gone. He was on the first down line, and that was it. You couldn't. There was nothing else to be said.
1: Yeah, no, I totally I, I totally, totally agree with you. And so again, so when we go back to this, when we come back from a pure gambling standpoint, because we yep. talked about it from a football standpoint, at plus 350, knowing in my head that the Buffalo Bills are probably gonna win that division. Yep. This, ladies and gentlemen, though, is why we call it gambling. Exactly. It's when you look at some because if it was called just make the pick it would be boring because you're going to bet $175 to win 100 that Buffalo's going to win a division that we all think they're probably going to win. Yep. I make that pick if we're playing for fake money. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if we're playing for pretend and we're playing Monopoly or we're playing for like merch like we did in our pool last year, (laughs) then yeah, I'm taking Buffalo who isn't. But if I'm putting money on the board. Right. I like that. I'll tell you what. I like the Dolphins plus 350. A lot yeah. more than I like the Patriots plus 400.
2: Yeah, absolutely. What They're going to add more pieces. You know, They have a ton, ton of draft picks still, regardless of the Tyree kill trade. Um, the only thing, and I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate on this end, is I'm not going to expect as much from that defense now that Brian Flores is gone, but I will obviously expect more of the offense. So you're hoping that that kind of levels out. We'll see what happens.
1: And hopefully, they, and if you're for a Dolphins fan, you're hoping that you bring in the coaching staff that's able to bring some stuff
2: through. And I think McDaniel right. kept a bunch of Flores' guys, right? Uh, I'm I'm honestly not sure, but I think I think you're totally spot on here. I think this bet is right on. And and if we look at track track wise, like this is really to his second, you know, full starting year. So yep. he's gonna. Ta- I think he's gonna take another leap forward. Okay, and again if buffalo does kind of slide like they did last year it's not you know out of the realm of possibility that the dolphins get rolling and kind of surpass them you know no i don't I don't disagree with you at all all right last thing we got to get to
1: before we call it a night and call it a week we're packing Ooh. it in in just a few minutes here quick show before we're off for 4 days Mike, friday saturday sunday well back monday off for 3 days for the uh our easter Some people's passed over. I think Ramadan has started, correct? Um, Happy holidays. Yes, just whatever you are celebrating this weekend, we hope that you all celebrate well. Um, Tight ends. Yes. And I wish I would have saved more time because I felt like this could have been a really good debate between you and I. But you Mm -hmm. value tight ends in the draft a lot more than I value tight ends in the draft. Now, here's the thing. If you're in a super flex league like Michael is, where you can flex a tight end, a wide receiver and a running back. Maybe a tight end becomes a little bit more important where when you're in just a regular flex, like we have, we're just running back wide receiver. You're not really worried about, you know, you need your one good tight end. Where do you put the value? Like, when do you start drafting a tight end? Like when you're looking at the table, when you're looking at like the running backs, the wide receivers, the Josh Allen's of the world, and yep. you throw on the quarterbacks. Where do you throw in a tight end? Because I'll tell you right now, Travis Kelsey is the highest ranked tight end and he's ranked at number 16.
2: So I would probably start looking in the second round because, again, I want to get two of them. Um, I know you're laughing at me, but, again, there's some thought process around there about, you know, you take two valuable tight ends and because that pool is so small, you kind of hope to sell one for a small ransom later on um that's generally my thought process not to mention we've seen the teams where again like travis kelsey where the the tight end does act as the main receiver so it does allow you to kind of reach on receivers a little bit if you can get a team's number one tight end and maybe take some guys that you know it's like oh they might fly under the radar and have like a breakout year type of thing if that makes sense yeah it does
1: Um, I'm going to give you my opinion on this. You think I'm crazy. I know. I'm not touching a tight end in the first round. If anybody is picking up a tight end in the first round, stop. Quit playing. You're betting with your heart. You're betting because you're like, Travis Kelsey's my favorite player, so I'm taking Travis Kelsey. That's like picking a Patriots running back to be on your fantasy team when you very well damn know that five (laughs) different running backs are going to run that football. (laughs) <laughs> there are two running backs I'm taking in the second round. And that's Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews.
2: Tight ends. You said running. Tight backs. ends, sorry.
1: Yep. If it comes to me and those tight ends are available, and I've picked up a really good running back in the first round, I'm taking Travis Kelsey or or, or Mark Andrews. Yep. I am taking George Kittle in the th- or or Kyle Pitts in the third in the in the third round.
2: I think this is exactly what I did last year, by the way. I took Travis Kelsey in the second, and I think I took George Kittle in the third. I'm
1: taking Darren Waller in the fourth. And after that, Goddard, Hawkinson, those are all my late round picks. I'm filling out the rest of my team before I'm picking them up.
2: And again, you just so you just kind of proved my point of there are about four tight ends, so if you can steal two of them and, again, sell one of them later on, you know?
1: It's a risky business, though, to do that. You traded with Ross. Don't forget. I also fucked up the trade. You did. You fucked up the trade. But you traded with Ross, who fucked up himself, because half his team had the same bye week. Like He screwed that up. He realized way too late that everybody had week nine buys, and like his (laughs) entire team was off, and he had to start moving players around. Because I don't think he makes that trade with you if he doesn't need to... Adjust his bye week players
2: because he would have had to cut players directly to add players on those weeks. I think somebody else would have traded for George Kittle had he not. I had other offers on the Francisco,
1: table. maybe. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, again,
2: no, there were more. And, and
1: people over and and listen, listen, you got overpaid. You got overpaid for your tight end, way overpaid. And I think that I don't even remember what I got. Our league, you got Najee Harris.
2: Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. You, yeah. You're probably right. I'm right on that one.
1: Yeah, you got severely overpaying. And, and okay, so that league happened. That would never happen in my in my other league, like the league that I'm in, the keeper league I'm in. Mm-hmm. That dynasty, you would never get well, that kind keeper, of value. Key,
2: keeper leagues are a fair bit different, to be. Fair.
1: Yes and no, but what I'm saying is, is we understand the values of wide receivers and running backs. That those are where the points come from. The the tight end is a complimentary piece that's going to help you. You know what I mean? Unless Kyle Pitts could change the game a little bit because that could eventually be like having another receiver on the field. Yes. Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews is like having another receiver.
2: And I would George have George Kittle,
1: Darren, and, and maybe Darren Waddle. I, I, I don't Darren Waller. I don't see George Kittle as that kind of guy.
2: I would have I would have said the same thing seconds. about Darren Waller this year had they not gotten Devontae Adams. So I would have said Kyle Pitts and Darren Waller. The the equation changed a bit.
1: Yeah, I think I think Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, they get enough receptions that they're like having another yeah, receiver. But yep. again, unless it's one of those three guys, maybe four, right? Yep. They're, the value's not there. Guys, go to DeanBlundell.com. Uh, it's a Dean Blundell network, hundreds of podcasts, that kind of thing. Uh, go check out RayRoute.com. Uh, see everything that we're doing over on the website. Download the halftime app. Look up uh, my name, the stuff I'm doing there. I've been slow because we're working out an official partnership there. And, um, coming and more stuff is coming download the newsbreak app look up Ray route uh, go to newsbreak.com look up Ray up patreon.com slash DPN sports happy holidays to everybody we are gone no Friday hangout no Saturday Sunday we'll be back on I think they call it Easter Monday and uh, yep. producer Mike and I will be back we got to get out of here no matter where you are in the world no matter what's going on happy holidays and never forget you're all legit kid
0: do